0: Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a mama on speed dial. So let's dive into it. One of my friends went viral on TikTok for sharing that she stores her shoes in her dishwasher. For context, she lives in Manhattan. If you know, you know. Okay? The girls that like, get it, get it. And uh, the video ended up going viral on Middle Eastern TikTok. So the majority of the comments were in, in Arabic. And people were pissed. Like, girl, they were pissed. So she shared a story. I found this out because she shared a story and she was like, translating it's a screen recording and she was translating these comments and she was like why is everybody so upset what did I do can someone explain and although I am not Middle Eastern or part of the Arab culture I did respond because this would have been offensive to or maybe not as offensive but it definitely would have sparked some controversy in Russian and Asian cultures as well so the reason why I think that this was offensive was because in Middle Eastern culture, one of the biggest insults or one of the most insulting things that you can do to somebody is throw a shoe at them. And that's because shoes are seen as very dirty things, right? And and for good reason, because you're walking around in these bitches like all day on the dirty ground, then you're taking it and throwing it at somebody, at somebody's... Uh, torso or parts that are above ground that are hopefully clean, right? So that's the issue. Um, The reason I I responded was because in Russian cultures, and this is also similar for Asian cultures as well, um, like shoes are also seen as things like you don't walk around in your shoes in your house. I remember that took a long time for me to adjust to as a kid because and I was raised by a Russian mother. So in our household, you don't walk around with shoes in your house. And God forbid you do like the kids in those 2000s movies where you sit in your shoes on your bed. Oh, my God. I remember trying that one time because I thought it, I was going to look really cool. And I got in a lot of trouble with my mom. To this day, my mom and my grandma still freak out if I come and visit. And I, like, come in the house to take my luggage to my room and I walk in shoes through the house. It 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 causes a big issue. But when I was a a kid growing up um, in Russia, it's very common. Like when you walk in somebody's home or even your home, first thing, shoes off. And then you put on house shoes. And if you don't put on house shoes, your grandmother's going to be really upset. So just put on house shoes. And (laughs) for some reason, these households have enough house shoes for all, all the guests, all possible guests. Like whether it's three people that came to visit or 15. For some reason, everybody has enough house shoes for all the people in the land. And, um, yeah, it it was a difficult thing to adjust to because in the U S there's not really that same perception of like, yeah, you can totally walk around in shoes in your house or you come over to somebody else's house and you don't have to take off your shoes. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very, it was a very interesting thing to get used to, but this entire incident, I guess that happened to my friend, I feel really bad for her because I can only imagine how confusing that must have been. Sparked a conversation that I wanted to have here about understanding cultures and cultural sensitivity when it comes to marketing specifically. So this is a little bit of a parallel conversation. It's not directly related to what happened with my friend, but more so like it triggered this conversation that we're about to have. Um, I don't get political on the show, if you've noticed. I just don't do that here because we talk about marketing but marketing in a lot of ways is political people do use politics to market stuff and I don't know if you'd consider like cultures political maybe subjectively you could so it might go there okay is what I'm saying but I'm going to try to stay as neutral as possible because I want to explain the concept I don't want you to get wrapped in to like something subjective and opinions driven okay that's not what this is so Cultural sensitivity, for me personally, as somebody who's an impact-driven marketer, I don't really care just about generating sales. I care about building a community and starting a conversation because that's how I see marketing. Um, Because if you effectively start a conversation with your consumer, they will put money in your pocket. That's how it goes. Because 90% of our decisions, I would argue 100%, are driven by emotions. If we feel seen, if we feel heard, if we feel understood, we will buy something. Period. Point blank period. Okay? <laughs> not, a, not an opinion. That one's a fact. Alright? So, cultural sensitivity for me personally as a marketer was very important because I don't know how many of you know this, but I'm Russian. Um, I, I was raised by a, a Russian immigrant. My dad was German actually, but... Um, and I lived for part of my childhood in Russia. would go there all the time. Probably up until I was 16 years old I would go every summer. And I know what it feels like to be treated as a stereotype in marketing. In other words, there's a company that wants your money, but to market to you, they'll use stereotypes about you that aren't really true um, and are more so making you to be the butt of a joke. And now as a marketer, I'm like, how fucking stupid is it to use... Like cultural stere- like really low hanging fruit cultural stereotypes, and you want to generate sales from that? Like it's just kind of like, let's not. You know what I mean? Um, you know, for example, I bring this example up a lot, but like the Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad, not great. You think you can solve racism with one can of Pepsi? Like, let's be real, okay? <laughs> Um, So there's a lot of those kinds of things that also speak to different groups. Um, And I'm sure people from all different types of cultures have experienced that same thing. And when they see an ad that's clearly catering to somebody from your culture, but it's just like not, it's just not doing it. (laughs) It's actually offensive. It backfires, right? So... In marketing, in my opinion, although not everybody does it because these offensive ads and culturally insensitive ads do exist, it is, in my opinion, incredibly important, not just because in order, uh, in order to, to generate sales, you need to be culturally sensitive. It's more so like you just should be that way. Period. That's how you have an effective conversation. That's how somebody else feels seen. That's how you express empathy towards somebody on an emotional level. That's really important. And um, so I and I, I think also because it's this like personal experience that made me want to ensure that I'm understanding of other people's cultures, especially if I'm marketing to a specific culture. So let me give an example instead of just talking around it. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this. I think so. Enough time has passed, I would think. But if this episode gets deleted, it's because I got a cease and desist. <laughs> so <laughs> we're taking the risk. Um, a while back, I was hired by an agency whose client is WhatsApp. It's owned by Facebook. And if you don't know WhatsApp, um, it is one of the most popular texting platforms or messaging platforms, specifically outside of the U.S. Like, I I don't think a lot of people in the United States use it, but a lot of people in Europe and um, in the Middle East and Asia and Eurasia and South America and um, use this messaging app. More so than, like, whatever the texting platform is on your, the native texting platform on your phone is. So anyway... Specifically, I was hired to be the art director on a project. Uh, It was a paid media concept uh, catering to Northern Africa. And if you're confused, uh, don't worry, I get it. I'm white and I don't speak Arabic or any other language that is spoken in Northern Africa. Um, and I felt really scared. I was definitely out of my comfort zone. Cause I was like, I don't want to offend anyone and I don't want them to be upset. And it's not just because like, oh, that will fuck up the ROI for my client, but it will just like not land with the consumer. It'll, it'll start a conversation for the wrong reasons. Right. And even though like maybe nobody will ever know that I was the art director for this, I still don't even want to like gamble with that. So, um, I thought it was really commendable, by the way, this doesn't happen often, that this particular agency's creative strategy department presented me a huge deck um, filled with cultural tropes and things that you should or shouldn't do when marketing to these specific this specific culture. And um, I thought that was incredibly helpful. I have worked in situations where that never that conversation never even happened until it was maybe a little too late. And here, I it was a very commendable effort that they did that because it helped inform the art direction. It helped inform the visuals. There were certain photos that were off limits. There were certain environments that were off limits. Um, it helped me as an art director to understand how would somebody in Northern Africa react if I put this image on this ad or would they feel more seen if I use this other image right so there were certain colors that were off limits there were certain um there were certain skin colors that were off limits right there were certain words that were off limits emojis things like that just because in that culture it would be perceived differently so it was a very um important thing for me to go through uh because I have been in, in situations where I was fighting an uphill battle to ensure that, like, let's, let's try to be sensitive to this culture. And again, it's possibly because for me personally, I know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of that communication. Um, but, yeah, I remember working for a company in the bridal world, which weddings are so different from culture to culture. Um this company was in retailers all over the world. Um, and they had brides from all over the world. You had people buying this for African weddings. You had people buying this for Indian weddings. You had people buying this for Samoan weddings. And all the different groups of people that have different traditions. And that doesn't mean you have to, like, cater to everyone. But if there's a group of people... <laughs> Of a specific culture that are asking you to correct something or asking to see something from you like maybe it's a good thing to at least hear them out right or have that conversation um but yeah, that company wasn't as receptive to certain things like that, which was ironic because most of the the office were people from different countries and cultures and customs um so yeah it it's important to understand other people's cultures and as marketers it's funny because um you kind of are required to be like an armchair expert on things and so when I see people creating ads or companies creating ads that are culturally insensitive it's like did did we forget what this industry does like for example (laughs) I'm going to bring up an example by somebody I know personally. I went to ad school with them. This ad, I still remember because of how truly offensive it was to me. It was a niche offense. Um, But I think any other person that is from a Russian-speaking culture would also be quite offended. So I remember seeing this on this person's portfolio. It was for a large... uh, either storage or moving company based in New York and the ad here's the worst part is that the ad was a headline ad there were no visuals attached it was just words and the ad was like playing on stereotypes Of Russian culture I don't remember the exact wording because I've tried very hard to forget it so I think we're getting there I think we're healing but (laughs) it just was like funny to me because I looked at it and I was like so you're expecting for somebody to see that and then go and like either again either it's a storage or moving company but either way buy from you after seeing that ad What are you, what is the, give me the data behind the ROI here, because I'm, I don't know if it really stuck the landing. The crazy part, too, is that this person must have not done their research at all. There is a huge Russian-speaking population in New York. Massive. I mean, you have a community like Brighton Beach, Sheepshead Bay, that's all dominated by Russian-speaking cultures and Eastern European cultures that would 100% find that ad offensive. Um... In Manhattan, you have a variety of different Russian speaking cultures from Ukrainians to Russian Ukrainians to Russian Orthodox Russians, Jewish Russians, people scattered all over the world, you know, who identify with that culture would see this ad and be like, of course, of course, we're nothing but a stereotype to you. And you want our money? Um So I sent this ad around I screenshot. I sent it to a few friends who also found it offensive. I didn't even instigate anything. I was just like, what do you think of this? And they were like, the fuck? Is this real? And I was like, yeah. Um, but I don't think people really realize sometimes you might have a good idea or something that might be funny. But I think it's important to understand the responsibility that you have as a marketer that when you put out this communication, then not only are you reflecting brand values, but if you specifically worked on it, you're reflecting your own values. And it doesn't matter if nobody knew that you were the one who worked on that. But I wouldn't be able to personally sleep at night knowing that I did something that yes would get attention but it was completely and utterly culturally insensitive to a specific group of people and I knew that going into it so I don't want to say that this person knew or didn't know I'm just going to assume that maybe they knew because again we went to school together and (laughs) you at least know one Russian right um so yeah I mean again very niche and like totally subjective but uh That is enough for somebody to be like, I don't want to associate myself with this company. That's how advertising works. It's a conversation. It's a reflection of your morals as a company or as a brand to your target consumer. And if your target consumer gets repulsed and instead of putting money in your pocket, they go to somebody else because of your advertising, not even the quality of your product, that should be a sign of how much of a responsibility advertisers and marketers have for communication. But again, this is not the first offensive ad, right? We've had the Pepsi, Kendall Jenner ad. We've had a ton of companies that don't really give a fuck about body positivity, and they claim to. We've had companies that... Yeah, I've been in a meeting like this before where uh, a brand owner did not want to hire black models because he personally did not find them attractive. Like, those types of things, that's a reflection of, of, of your company's morals. As a, as a marketer working there, it's like, fuck, maybe I need to leave now because now if I stay... I kind of align with these values as well, you know, as a consumer, as an employee, as whatever. So it's this basically conversation I just wanted to have because I don't think people really realize how much of a responsibility you have, even as somebody who's working behind the scenes of a brand. It's even a greater responsibility if you're the brand founder and you're a marketer. So, um, but yeah, it's just an important conversation to have. (laughs) And yeah, if you uh go viral on on a TikTok, which is the other thing actually, last tangent before I end this episode is I actually found myself uh landing on like Ukrainian and Russian TikTok, and I don't know how that happened because I don't get served their videos very often unless they're in English. But if it's not in English, I don't see their videos which is kind of sad, because I I speak the language, so um, I kind of want want to, but my videos land on their for you pages, Um, and so that's the only way that I really find other people from from my country or my culture, is if they happen to engage with my video, but kind of curious if anybody else has that same (laughs) thing that's happening to them, um, and how that even works on the back end, but anyway, tangent. Hopefully, otherwise, this conversation was helpful, and If you do work in the industry or you want to work in the industry, uh, just know that this being culturally knowledgeable, not even sensitive, but knowledgeable is incredibly important because it it informs how you communicate to different people. And it also informs the ROI, which, you know, does oftentimes get blamed on creatives. Um, So keep that in mind. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.